The New York Islanders have been playing better hockey recently. We're going to break down some of the reasons why, plus a big win Saturday over Detroit. We've got all that and a lot more on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Sart tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Marcel with the open net, and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian. And I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. And welcome, everybody, to the Monday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We want to thank you for being part of the Locked On Islanders family and for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. So much to discuss on today's show after the Islanders beat the Detroit Red Wings on Saturday. We'll talk about that, but first, if you've got something Islanders-related on your mind, if you have a question, a comment, maybe a topic you'd like us to discuss on a future episode, feel free to send us an email, the email address LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your first name and where you're from, we're happy to mention you on the show when we discuss whatever it is that's on your mind. You can also follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnIsles. And you can follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at IceWars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I. We'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news notes and happenings and I am live tweeting during nearly every Islanders home and road game, so please join me for some instant insight and analysis, and it's always great to talk a little Islanders hockey with fellow Islanders fans game time or any time. So, the Islanders have been playing better hockey in, let's say, the last 13-14 games. And I think there are a number of factors involved as to why. And, you know, it's not always a straight line. You know, when you, when you break down why a team is playing better, I think there are several reasons for it. Now, I want to start with the most obvious, and that is the addition of Bo Horvat to the lineup. The trade for Horvat helped the Islanders. It gave them more talent and a legitimate first-line talent to the roster. He's been with the team now for 13 games, five goals, eight points, a plus three. He has done an excellent job on face-offs. One of his five goals has been a game winner. And, you know, you could sit back and say, yeah, okay, uh, eight points in 13 games for your first-line player, not spectacular, but it really goes beyond that because... First of all, you have to take into consideration the injury to Matthew Barzal, which clearly hurt 
the ability of Horvat to produce as much offensively because the guy he was brought in to play with and to help uh, and who would help him has not been available. And that is definitely, you know, part of the downside of things. And yet, uh, in spite of that, Horvat is killing penalties. He's playing on the power play. He's been excellent on faceoffs, responsible defensively, and he's added some juice to the offense. So I think the addition of Bo Horvat has been a, a big plus for the Islanders, at least this year. We can talk at some later point as to the long-term ramifications of this trade and the lack of first-round picks, and, and Lou Lamorello addressed that, and we'll talk about that a little later as well. But overall, uh, adding Bo Horvat definitely helped. And I'm going to say this as well. I think the injury to Matthew Barzal has been helpful to the team in a different way. Why? Well, obviously, you know, you don't want to lose the guy who leads the team in assists uh, and who, you know, was up until the Horvat trade, certainly your number one weapon offensively. But what the, what the injury to Barzal did, I think, is it made Lane Lambert realize that this team has to be better defensively. And that, you know, having the defenseman pinch and having them gamble a little bit more offensively is okay to a point. But as you get closer to the playoffs and as you realize, hey, we don't have our you know, top line forward in Matthew Barzal available, all of a sudden you say, hey, we're not going to score five or six goals a game. We can't do that even if the defensemen pinch. And I think we've seen this team over the last eight to ten games or so be a little bit more Trotzian, for lack of a better way to put it, or Barry Trotzian, in their approach. The defense has been emphasized a little bit more. There have been a few less chances taken by the defensemen and by the forwards. And I think defensively that also Bo Horvat and also guys like Hudson Fashing, you know, they're upgrades over Anthony Bavillier defensively. So you're adding players who are more responsible defensively to the lineup. You're taking a little bit less of an emphasis on uh, attacking and a little bit more emphasis on positional defense. And I think those two factors have helped the team. And I, I think that another reason is that the Islanders have been getting very good goaltending. Semyon Varlamov has been injured at different times over the year. That meant that Ilya Sorokin had to play a lot of consecutive games uh, in December and January while Varley was sidelined. Then you had a situation where Varley wasn't sharp yet, needed to play his way back into game shape. Right now, you're getting fairly consistent, solid, or even very good goaltending from both Sorokin and Varlamov. And yeah, there are exceptions. Uh, certainly the loss in Boston wasn't a good game for anybody. 
But overall, you're getting, uh, let's say, four out of every five games, you're getting goaltending that makes it good enough for your team to win. I'll add to that the recent hot streak and the stepping up by players like Brock Nelson and Anders Lee, guys who this team relies on for scoring, has relied on for scoring for several seasons, but they're getting hot. I mean, Brock Nelson, as of the last 14, 15 games, I mean, he has a point in every game except two, uh, you know, in the last 15 games or so. He has been outstanding. He's been consistent, and he's delivering. And then Anders Lee, now up to 24 goals. You know, he sort of had a little uh, rough patch in December and into January. But I think the addition of Bo Horvat, now Lee playing on a line very often with Bo Horvat, has helped. And the fact that Brock Nelson is no longer the center of attention for opposing checking lines and defensive pairings has freed him up a little bit as well. So I, I think... These reasons are part of the, the explanation behind the Islanders' recent success. And I'll add one more while we're at it. I think breaking up the duo of Pelik and Pulak has solidified the defense overall a little bit more. We're seeing fewer of those defensive breakdowns that really hurt this team when they were struggling in December and into January, where, you know, there are less instances. I'm not saying it never happens. This is hockey. The other team gets paid too, and you're going to have moments and, and, and problems with breakdowns at times. But the percentage of breakdowns, the number of times that you're seeing a player uncovered in the slot or able to gain entry into the zone where with speed and with the Islanders' defense just backing up, that's not happening as often, and that is a big plus for this Islanders team. Pelik and Mayfield go well together. Pulak and Romanov seem to go well together, and I think that Romanov has played better being teamed with Ryan Pulak. The, the only issue is Dobson and Ajo as a duo still shaky, and we saw Lane Lambert go away from that a little bit during the game against the Red Wings, so maybe he's going to find some solutions there. But overall, the Islanders have been playing better over the last 12 to 15 games, basically since the Bo Horvat deal, and that bodes well as we head into the stretch drive here to try to make the playoffs. We've got a lot more to get to on today's show. We're going to talk about Saturday's game against the Detroit Red Wings. The key takeaways, our hero, unsung hero of the game, our go to the game. We'll break all of that down and a whole lot more still to come on this episode of the Locked on Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Athletic Greens. I, our next partner has a product I literally use every day, and I started taking AG1 because I wanted one supplement that would take care of all of my nutritional needs. So what is this stuff? Well, with one delicious scoop of AG1, 
You're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adoptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, energy, recovery, focus, and aging, all these things. And it's lifestyle-friendly whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free. So right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. So Saturday, the Islanders and the Detroit Red Wings went at it. And overall, I think this was a solid game. First of all, the Islanders tend to struggle in matinees. This was a 12.30 Eastern time start. And yet the Islanders came out playing fairly good hockey. And... Over the first 40 minutes, yeah, they were trailing one to nothing, and I can't say that their offense was particularly good. Most of their scoring chances were coming from the perimeter and from further back. But defensively, you know, they gave up only one goal, and I would say that the Red Wings, for the whole game, really only had half a dozen quality scoring chances. They scored on one of them. And uh, that was a power play goal by Dylan Larkin. And yeah, you know, you, you weren't happy with the two penalties Bo Horvat took. But overall, the team did very well defensively at taking away quality scoring chances from the opposition. And that is something that they really needed to do. And I will say this, you know, both Noah Dobson and Sebastian Ajo had assists in this game. Ajo on the tying goal by Zach Parise. Uh, Dobson on the power play goal by Kyle Palmieri that made it 3-1. to one. And while they still weren't outstanding defensively, they didn't have any major breakdowns, and yet they also were able to contribute offensively, and that was a definite advantage. Uh, the other thing is that in the third period, the Islanders really picked up their game. And Ilya Sorokin, 22 saves in 23 shots. That was a big help. How about Anders Lee? Six shots on goal in this game. Three hits, two goals, a plus one, almost 19 minutes on the ice. That was second among forwards, only behind Bo Horvat. And just, again... Uh, a strong performance from the captain, Anders Lee, ends up with the game-winning goal and then the insurance goal at the end, and he really played a solid, solid game all around. He has picked up his offense in the absence of Matthew Barzal, and it really made a big difference for this team. And, and Matt Martin continues to be productive. He's not going to be the unsung hero of the game, but, you know, almost 14 minutes of ice time for Matty Martz, a plus one. He had a shot. He had a hit. He blocked a shot. 
he continues to play solid hockey and, you know, doesn't seem to mind picking up a bigger role now that he is basically on the third line. The third line right now is Sezekis, Martin, and Fashing. And, you know, the more I see of Hudson Fashing, the more I like watching this kid. He is not going to, you know, be a top six forward at this point uh, in his career. And, you know, his numbers sort of back that up. 32 games with the Islanders, three goals, eight points. But he's a plus four. He's not afraid to shoot the puck. He is sound defensively, tenacious on the forecheck. And he's just one of those guys that plays the game the right way. And that's what you need from your bottom six. Be difficult to play against, be smart, and Hudson Fashing just continues to find ways to be productive and help this team win hockey games. He had an assist. He was a plus two, had three hits, one shot. Hudson Fashing, got to add him to the list of players that have really helped this Islanders team. And to me... You know, that is a a definite positive. So, overall, you know, the Islanders just did a nice job of controlling the way this game was played. They spent a lot more time in the offensive zone. Yeah, they need to be more productive when they're in there. They do need still to go to the net more frequently and, and do a better job of creating more dangerous scoring opportunities. You know, they had more shots in this game than the Red Wings did. But until the third period, unfortunately, most of those chances were not high-danger chances. So you end up with 36 shots on goal to just 23 for Detroit. But until the third period, a lot of those chances were sort of from the perimeter and from you know, further away from the goal. And and that is a little something that this team needs to work on. Hopefully they do. Also, got to give a shout out to Bo Horvat. 12 out of 15 face-offs won. Casey Zizekas, 8 out of 13. Even Brock Nelson, 6 out of 10. So the Islanders doing the job on uh, in the face-off dot. But Horvat, 80% on draws, to me, that is a big positive for the New York Islanders. So uh, definitely got to give a shout out to Bo Horvat. And this was, again, a solid team win. And the best part from my perspective is that the Islanders are getting back to playing smart, strategic, defense-first hockey. And You know, you get four goals in that third period. It's almost like a little bit of an explosion. But I I think overall it was a a very good play, uh, way to play, really, for the New York Islanders. And and I think Zach Parise summed it up. We're going to be playing in a lot of these type of games. And, you know, those low-scoring, tough to... uh, you know, get quality chances, those kind of games, that's what's going to be coming. And I I think overall, the Islanders sort of have accepted that and they are ready. By the way, with the 
two goals. Anders Lee now 236 in his Islanders career. That puts him ninth place in Islanders history, passing Bobby Nystrom. When we come back, we will have our unsung hero and our GOAT of the day. We'll discuss Pierre Engvall's debut as a New York Islander and a lot more still to come on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. If you're looking for a delicious treat but don't want all the fat and calories, then you got to try a Built Bar. It's the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. What makes Built Bar so good? Well, for starters, they're all covered in 100% real chocolate. That's right, real chocolate. And they come in really great flavors like coconut almond, peanut butter brownie, churro, and my personal favorite, the cookies and cream. And not only does it taste great, but listen to these macros. Each Built Bar averages just 130 calories and 4 grams of sugar per bar, but they pack a whopping 17 grams of protein. And you could still go to Built.com and order the Built Bar of your choice and have it delivered to your door. But if you want to pick up a Built Bar right away, you can now head to Walmart or Sam's Club and get them in person. So check it out. Built Bar, the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. You can thank me later. So Pierre Engvall made his Islanders debut. He played on that first line with Anders Lee uh, and Bo Horvat. And look, Engvall did not figure in the scoring, but ended up with 17 minutes, 26 seconds of ice time, took two shots on goal, had a takeaway, uh, and kind of just looked, you know, like he wasn't 100% comfortable yet, but you could see the size, you could see the speed, and I think with a few games to acclimate himself to the Islanders' system and the Islanders' lineup, he will be a useful piece, a, a depth piece. Uh, a, ideally, he's a third-line guy. I think if, uh, if you get... Matthew Barzal back in the lineup. You drop Engvall down to the second or ideally the third line. But the fact that he could play any of the three forward positions, the fact that he could play any of the uh, on, on any of the top lines really makes it uh, a, a worthwhile acquisition. And Engvall basically said after the game. Just being a part of it for the first time, I was really excited. I could feel it when I woke up this morning. I was extra pumped to get going. And he was because, uh, you know, he took, he took one of his two shots on goal on the very first shift of the game. So I think, you know, nothing spectacular by Pierre Engvall in his debut, but I think you could see the possibilities of what this new addition to the lineup can do. You saw the potential, and now we're going to see what he adds to the lineup. As for our unsung hero and goat of the game, tough to pick a goat. I don't think there was anybody who really played exceptionally poorly on in this game. Uh, I, I, I think overall... Uh, the, the Islanders played well. I'm going to say the penalty kill because they gave up the one power play goal. That will be our go to the game. And as far as the unsung hero of the game, uh, a lot of possibilities. But I'm going to go with Casey Sezikis. 
one assist, a plus two, two shots. Again, we mentioned eight out of 13 in the face-off circle, three hits, and a block shot, and Zeke played 16 minutes and 49 seconds of ice time and continued to be his productive self, and that was just great to see. So, uh, Casey Zizekas will be our unsung hero of the game against Detroit. Time now for our Islanders' birthday of the day, and Sunday was the 46th birthday of former Islanders defenseman Brian Berard, and Berard actually had two stints with the Islanders. He was drafted by the Senators in the first round, first overall back in 1995, but joined the Islanders in a trade and won the Calder Trophy as the top rookie in the NHL in 1996-97. Eight goals, 48 points in 82 games uh, to go along with 86 penalty minutes. Great on the power play and just really was a solid addition to the Islanders. A year later, he scored 14 goals for the Isles and had 46 points in 75 games. So that was probably even a more productive on a per-game basis kind of a season. And then in 98-99, he started the season with the Islanders but was dealt to the Toronto Maple Leafs midway through that year. And Berard, unfortunately, suffered what was originally feared to be a career-ending eye injury, missed the entire 2000-2001 season, later played for the Rangers, Bruins, Blackhawks, and Blue Jackets before rejoining the Islanders in 07-08, where he had five goals and 22 points in 54 games, and was really a power play specialist. One of his better games with the Islanders, December 10th, 1996, where Berard absolutely had he had a goal and two assists and was a plus four during the islanders eight to two win over the the then phoenix coyotes so happy birthday one day late to brian berard he is our islanders birthday of the day i'll tell you uh tomorrow we will preview what is going to be a huge game Tuesday, uh, tomorrow, against the Buffalo Sabres at the UBS Arena. And remember, that is an ESPN Plus game, and I'll remind everybody again on tomorrow's show, but that is an ESPN Plus game, so uh, make sure you figure out how to best watch it. want to thank everyone for making Locked On Islanders your first listen today. Now make your second listen game-to-game NHL. Every moment, every top performance, every result, Locked On Game to Game covers every game from across the National Hockey League with local analysis that only Locked On can deliver. Follow Game to Game on Locked On NHL, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. Again, we'll have a full preview of that game in Buffalo tomorrow and a whole lot more, so join us for that. Until then, have a great day, everybody. Stay safe, and of course, let's go Islanders.